Hey everybody, it's Dan Dan, and today we are going to dive into a study of tradition number 10. So pull out the field guide of success in sobriety called the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, and let's think about tradition 10. So tradition 10's a, a great tradition, but it's super duper challenging, and I think that maybe it's late in the game, the reason why it's number 10, like not number one, is we better get some spiritual footing before this sucker comes along. Tradition 10 is a great one. If you look around your AA group, if you travel and you get to see AA in other places, and when you get out into the world of AA, you go to conventions or workshops or whatever the case is, you're going to notice something. There are all kinds of people of all walks of life, of all economic groups, of all cultural groups. Alcoholism doesn't have a boundary that society would love for it to have, because we'd love to say this group or that group has that problem. And we don't have that option. Another thing about it is that it doesn't matter what political views you have or what religious views you have or don't have, what cultural practices you might have, you could still end up in AA. And we're under the belief or the idea in AA that a higher power can fix our problem. And it doesn't matter who you are, who you think you are, how much money you have or don't have, who your daddy or your mommy is, what your job is, where you went to school, what your income is, where your house is, what car you drive. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make any difference. And it's important that we don't voice an opinion that might alienate somebody or keep them from getting involved with our miraculous program of recovery. Tradition number 10 seeks to put that out. In other words, AA internally, we squabble a lot, it's going to tell us. We argue a lot. There's lots to talk about right inside of an AA room, right down to your own local meeting. I'm sure if you've been to a group conscience meeting, you know what I'm talking about. All kinds of opinions flying there because that's the right place for them. However, when we get out into the world, we don't want to ever associate our affiliation with AA with our opinion on any type of issue. Underscore any, because doing so tears our group apart. So it gives us a, a, a really good example, and, the, and we're going to go into it in a second, but there was a group called the Washingtonians, and it was a lot like AA, and it failed, according to Bill's writing here, it failed right here on this issue. So it's that kind of important. There's an example in history of opinions on outside issues absolutely collapsing things. And in our modern day, we watch this all the time. We watch pro sports guys come out and voice their opinion, and bam, creates divide, tension, anger, can split up families and friends because some famous figure, some personality has some particular opinion. I mean, it just seems insane as can be to me. However, people take this stuff very seriously, and we don't want AA ever, ever to be in that position, and I would highly recommend you take this into your own life. So what Plato says, this guy Plato, he says, opinion is the lowest form of intelligence because it is only of one man's experience. So remember that when you go out there spouting out your opinion, you're using the lowest possible form of intelligence. Plato also says that a man who listens has the knowledge of the world. Our promises say I lose interest in selfish things such as my opinion, and I gain interest in my fellows. Wisdom is the gathering of information from other people. The strength in leadership and the courage in leadership is humility, and humility gives me 
the ability to gain strength and knowledge through other people's experience, strength, and hope. So let's dive on into this. It's a short read, but we're going to take a little bit of time on it. And it's got that story about the Washingtonians at the end. Tradition number 10, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Never since it began has Alcoholics Anonymous been divided by a major controversial issue. Though internally, we surely have been. Nor has our fellowship ever publicly taken sides on any question in an embattled world. This, however, has been no earned virtue. It could almost be said that we were born with it. For as one old timer recently declared, and this is right down to how it applies to your life personally, practically never have I heard a heated religious, political, or reform argument amongst AA members. Hmm. Here's the clincher for you personally. You ready? So long as we don't argue these matters privately in our own personal lives, so long as we're not on Facebook and Instagram going, about this and about that. And I think this and you're right. And then when category and people throwing everybody in some sort of, you know, category and box and defining them and telling them how they think and telling them how they feel and taking these blanket statements and saying, you're all that way and you're all this way and identifying them from race and whatever. All craziness. If you're not practicing that privately, so long as we don't argue these matters privately, it's a cinch we never shall publicly. Critical idea. As by some deep instinct, we AAs have known from the very beginning that we must never, no matter what the provocation, that means no matter what the provocation, whatever your mind goes, oh, but here is my chance. I am definitely going to voice my opinion, right? Publicly take sides, publicly, out in the open, out on Facebook, right? Publicly at your job, at the water cooler, publicly take sides in any, that means any, any at all, any at all fight, even a worthy one. Hmm. Hmm. Even a worthy one. Humility, very, very powerful and necessary here. All history affords us the spectacle of striving nations and groups finally torn asunder, which means torn into parts, because they were designed for or tempted into controversy, designed for. That's a critical one today, isn't it? Or tempted into controversy. Others fell apart because of sheer self-righteousness while trying to enforce upon the rest of mankind some millennium of their own specification. Hmm. In our own time, we have seen millions die in political and economic wars, often spurred by religious and racial difference. This stuff is written at a time where relations between races in America were very, very tense. It's just a little while after World War II and the, in the light of the Holocaust and the, the killing of Jewish people there. That's what I believe he's referencing. We live in the imminent possibility of a fresh Holocaust to determine how men shall be governed and how the products of nature and toil shall be divided among them. Wow, so much of this really goes back to that sixth tradition, right? Money, power, prestige divert us from our primary purpose. This is sort of lending itself back to that. That is the spiritual climate in which AA was born, all this tumultuous activity in the world, and by God's grace has nevertheless flourished. So we give the credit and the glory and all that we can think of to God, because this doesn't sound like man <laughs> flourishes in that. It sounds like man self-destructing and AA flourished anyway. 
Let us reemphasize that this reluctance to fight one another or, that's one another, that's internally, or anybody else is not counted as some special virtue which makes us feel superior to other people because anger is a huge problem for us. We know that resentment or unresolved anger or misused anger or unmanaged anger, whatever you want to call resentment, is a number one offender. And that that form of self-righteousness or selfishness called self-righteousness and that other form called self-pity, which often results in me having to voice my opinion, man, then we believe that to be the root of our troubles. And above all, we got to be rid of anger and this selfishness. It's a minimum. It's not a maximum or a big, great thing about our fantastic, sober character because I'm just all that these days. No, it's not that at all. It's the bare minimum. It's the baseline that our sobriety and our spiritual lives are based on. Hmm. Nor does it mean that the members of Alcoholics Anonymous, now restored as citizens of the world, are going to back away from their individual responsibilities to act as they see the right upon issues of our time. But you do it silently. You just do what you think the right thing is to do. It goes back to that that fourth tradition, right? We're autonomous. We govern ourselves. So in doing that, as an individual, I don't go spouting my opinion. I don't go out there and broadcast what I'm going to do. I just do it. I just quietly do it. I vote that way. I think that way. I help this group or that group. Whatever. I just do it. I don't broadcast it. I don't put it out there publicly. But when it comes to AA as a whole, that's quite a different matter. In this respect, we do not enter into public controversy because we know that our society will perish, perish to die or will kill it if it does. Very important sentence here. We conceive the survival and spread of Alcoholics Anonymous to be something of far greater importance than the weight we could collectively throw back of any, any other cause. So if we all gathered together and said, we're going to go for this temperance thing, we're going to say alcohol's bad, AA is going to jump out there and say everyone ought to quit drinking. Even us, even us as, you know, arguably a 100% example that AA or that alcohol is a bad thing in life, right? We're still not going to do that. We're not going to do anything like that. Since recovery from alcoholism is life itself to us, it is imperative that we preserve in full strength our means of survival. Once again, all these steps intend to maintain the integrity of the program of recovery contained in Alcoholics Anonymous. Not out of fear, but out of solidity or solidarity of the members of AA, of which we declare ourselves, and no one can take it away a program where we work it to the best of our ability, but we approach it as suggestions. It goes on, maybe this sounds as though the alcoholics in AA had suddenly gone peaceable and become one great big happy family. <laughs> nope. Of course, this isn't so at all. Human beings that we are, we squabble. Before we leveled off a bit, AA looked more like one prodigious, so that means a very big squabble than anything else at least on the surface, a corporation director who had just voted a company expenditure of $100,000 would appear in an AA business meeting and blow his top over an outlay of $25. That sounds familiar. $25 worth of needed postage stamps. 
Here's an important idea. Let's think about this for a second. Disliking the attempt of some to manage a group. Disliking the attempt of a few people in your group trying to be in charge. Half its membership might angrily rush off to form another group more to their liking. All you need to get an AA group started is a good, solid resentment and a place to meet, <laughs> right? So think about that. Humility gives us the ability. And if we're going to form another group, not because the demand for alcoholics in that area is, requires the group or because we're doing 12-step work and we believe that that's a good thing and we feel led or we just objectively have decided that's how we're going to go about some 12-step work and we're doing it out of resentment, we're failing. We're, we're failing to do this thing properly. Elders temporarily turn Pharisee, which is a religious leader have sulked. Bitter attacks have been directed against people suspected of mixed motives. Hmm. Despite their din, our puny rose never did a, a, a particle of harm. So as we maintain this and we think about how AA is set up, the ability to absorb those ego storms, you know, the ego storm comes on us sometimes. And I'm just going to get my darn way. It doesn't matter. I come in. Ego storm, right? We can absorb that. We can handle that from that person and it won't do us a single particle of harm. Just be patient and let those people burn out their energy. Sometimes they go on, they just go someplace else, start their own meeting. I'm going to get this thing right. And sometimes, sometimes they begin to see the light of humility again. Just let that happen. You can, of course, address it with them. It's not like you can't tell them how you're experiencing them. It's just don't tell them they have to, need to, must, should, could, would, or they always, forever, and never do things. That is the stuff that'll throw the alcoholic into a fit. They were just part and parcel of learning to work and live together. That's kind of what I'm saying. That said it a lot better. Let it be noted, too, that they were almost always concerned with ways to make AA more effective. Hmm. How to do the most good for the most alcoholics. So that's important to think about, too, is to weigh out somebody's intention. Why are they so heated? Sometimes I feel that way because I believe AA saved my life. And I really think it's important. And I, my opinion, my opinion is that there's a particular way to go about it. It doesn't have to be my way, which would also be the right way. And sometimes I get all kind of caught up in that and I go through that, you know, disillusionment that that's correct. And it's not long until that gets straightened out. I have a sponsor that is more than happy to laugh at me and just, you know, go, okay, let's just move on and, and let me find out for myself. So what comes up next is the Washingtonian society. And I think you guys get it, that our opinions divide. Our opinions divide. Even our best, most well-intended opinions, even when we're looking out for the benefit of the group, it's important to be careful with our opinion. Our words can really, really affect other people. And they do, in fact, assess us, or you could say judge us on the words that we spit out of the front of our face. You know, I'm really a kind person, but this mouth of mine is a meme that you'll see on social media, right? And that's so true. It's so true. So try to tone it down. Remember, interest in our fellows over ourselves. We lose interest in selfish things such as our opinion and gain interest in our fellows such as their opinion, and by getting their opinion and soliciting that and asking them for it, we get smarter, we get more perspectives, we get more data so that we make more informed decisions. So we move on now in the chapter to the Washingtonian Society, 
And this is going to give a little bit of an idea or a short story on how they failed on the basis of opinion. Here we go. The Washingtonian Society, a movement among alcoholics which started in Baltimore a century ago, about 160 years ago now, almost discovered the answer to alcoholism. At first, the society was composed entirely of alcoholics trying to help one another. The early members foresaw that they should dedicate themselves to this sole aim. So they had a Tradition 5 somewhere or some form or another. In many respects, the Washingtonians were akin to AA today. Their membership passed the 100,000 mark. Had they been left to themselves and had they stuck to their one goal, their primary purpose, they might have found the rest of the answer. But this didn't happen. Here's the important part. Instead, the Washingtonians permitted politicians and reformers. Those are people that want to bring about change, right? People that want to bring about change, reformers, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic, to use the society for their own purposes. Abolition of slavery, for example, was a stormy political issue then. Soon, Washingtonian speakers violently, angrily, right, fail, fail, We've got to be rid of anger violently and publicly. Mm, there goes that anonymity we're going to talk about in the 12th tradition and publicly took sides on this question. Maybe the society could have survived the abolition controversy, but it didn't have a chance from the moment it determined to reform America's drinking habits. Oof. When the Washingtonians became temperance crusaders, Within a very few years, they had completely lost their effectiveness in helping alcoholics. Enough said, right? So it's going to tell us, he's going to tell us the lesson to be learned here. But just think about it. The opinion divided the group. It divided people's opinion about the group. And it dismantles our authenticity. It dismantles our place of authority. As we've gone through these traditions, we've seen that authority established in a really, really difficult manner, going through that perfect perfect system of learning called trial and error. People have paid the price by suffering and through loving one another. Somehow those two things go hand in hand and they've come to a conclusion. And that conclusion is that we don't take money from outside people, that we govern our own selves, that we move to, in a democratic way. Everybody's got an equal vote to allow the higher power, the God, the spirit of the universe to speak through us, through that group conscience, through discussion and votes, and that we work to stay as close as we can through the suggestions of the program for recovery, and we don't dedicate ourselves, certainly not as an individual, as or decide ourselves or make ourselves any type of authority, any type of representative, any type of person that gets to be AA in a public way or in a paid way. So important, so important. And it's important in your own life too. So here's the lesson learned. The lesson to be learned from the Washingtonians was not overlooked by AA. We actually, a group of drunks, actually learned from somebody else's mistake. I mean, who would ever thought that would happen? As we surveyed the wreck of that moment, the, the very bad condition of that moment, Early AA members resolved to keep our society out of public controversy. Thus was laid the cornerstone of Tradition 10. Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Please take that into your own life. Now, 
This is an easy discussion because I believe probably in the recent past for many of us in AA, we've spouted off our opinion and it dragged us into places we don't want to be. We get that sense of anxiety building up in us, that ire, I'm going to have to say something. And we somehow think we owe the world our opinion. There is no strength in that. There is no self-control, that 10th step, that 10th step gift of self-restraint not being exercised. We walk right on away from the higher power and our primary purpose, which is to carry this message. So we got a couple of qualifiers. When you've got an opinion out there, ask yourself, is this me being of maximum use to God and my fellow man? Does my opinion help me with that? Probably not. And another qualifier is, am I practicing patience, kindliness, and tolerance? Now, it doesn't mean that when people ask us for our opinion, of course we can give it. We can speak and talk about our opinion. Just don't put any weight behind it. Remain open-minded so that you can hear somebody else's opinion and show a great deal of respect to that. And under no cases, none, never, never under any time, circumstance, no matter how worthy it might be, it tells us, can we represent AA in a public forum on an outside issue? That's the kind of never that's never Never, never. We can't do that. So if you want to talk about something today, here's my suggested topic. Talk about how your opinion has dragged you into arguments or alienated you from other people in your life that you really do care about, that you would find that there are far more important things. Like AA thinks our survival, our society is far more important than the weight we could put behind anything. Perhaps there's a relationship with a friend. There's a relationship with someone in your family that's far more important than the opinion you express and you are paying the price. And for those of you that have been there and worked your way out of it, using that nine step tool, using the 11 step tool, and then getting your own life right back on track with that 12 step tool. If you could just Talk about that a little bit and express out loud. Sponsors, you know, talk about this. Talk about how correcting that, how repairing or amending those relationships, backing off and going back and showing, you know, humble respect to other people has been successful. Or perhaps even times that it hasn't been successful, but most of the times it is, has been successful in helping you calm down that anger, slow down that anxiety chill out the brainstorm and move on with your life, knowing, learning that my opinion is indeed the lowest form of intelligence and that my opinion on outside issues should remain mine. After all, I own it. I don't necessarily need to share. I hope you have a great discussion.